Welcome to the Friendship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Binnick, and today we're going to be talking about all things fitness, wellness, and mindset so that you can be the best version of yourself for everybody and your family and life that loves you and needs you. Uh, you know you're going to have to talk a lot because everyone has heard me before yeah, yeah. and all that. It's okay. Know. And by proxy of that... I'll talk. By proxy of that, everybody's super sick of of hearing Andy. (laughs) All right. right. Listeners of the Friendship Podcast, welcome back. We are now with part D of the uh, Friendship Nutrition team. Now we have Shelby. Hi. And Andy, we go from brunettes Hello. to the blondes. Hello. Um, so uh, welcome both of you. Shelby, would you like to give a little background into who you are, where you're from, brothers, sisters, moms, dads, dogs, etc. Oh, that's a long list. Yeah. Okay. But let's see how fast you can go. Where I'm from. Get up on. Yeah. Okay. A, little, a little bit Sorry. more. Bring it to you. Yep. Okay. Where I'm from. Westerville. I went to DeSales, uh, St. Francis DeSales, and then I went to Capital University. I have a mom and a dad. Um, as we all do as we all do they're still here in Columbus awesome Um, two sisters Scotland and Samantha Um, and then there's a plethora of dogs in the family and most importantly my little Rex he just got fixed yesterday nice he's on the ropes is he going to take the uh, term of sexy Rexy no okay Okay. no yeah especially now that he's especially now that he's fixed maybe not maybe not so how's he how's he recovering um, he's good. He's right back at it. Okay. His nickname's T Rex. That's his. Yeah, his little yeah. T Rex. Yeah, right. Not little. I mean, no, he's, he's enormous. I mean, he's only seven pounds. Yeah. So, so. Um, nice. I like it, Andrew. Um, same question. Yeah. Tell me where you're from. Tell oh, me. Gosh. Yep. I was gonna say, give us the condensed short. The list. condensed version. Um, well, I mean, I guess it just makes the most sense to say I'm from Powell at this point. Yeah. Uh, on Tangy School District. Um, Parents have been all around, but the whole family has moved back. So mom and dad are here. Um, not as many dogs, probably just more kids to talk yeah. about at this point. Just lots of kids and some grandkids coming along. Uh, Ohio State grad, uh, Mount Carmel internship grad, um, clinical background, and now we're here helping nice. people on the wellness side. I love it. Aren't you yes. from Jersey? Shelby, I was trying to avoid that, okay? Yeah. But here we are. Everybody resonates with, with Powell. They're like, oh, Powell, cool. Yeah, I know Powell's Powell. so nice. And then you see your Jersey and you're like, oh, you're like, oh now I feel differently about Jersey. Him. I mean, where do you go? Do you go Jersey Shore? Do you go Sopranos? Well, do you I will go- say, since we are talking about nutrition, New Jersey is coined the Garden State. And if you are in the right areas, there's a lot of vegetation. There's a lot of green. It's known for its produce. So... People wow. only think of like the dirty shore, like yeah. highway well, yeah. scene, like merging into New York City. Like, New yeah, York. I was going to say like New York's throwaway, yeah. basically, is I think yeah. what, what people think about. So, totally. Um, okay. All right. Great background. Now, we're, we're getting right to it today. Okay. These are these are going to be... I, the idea Love of these appointed is podcast. short, direct. We were, we were 38 minutes with the other guys, and when we actively walked away from uh, clear possible divergences. So, um, oh. are you starting your clock, Shelby? Yes, I am. Okay. All right, Shelby, starting the clock. There's also one right here. So, Shelby, I want to know why nutrition. How did this journey begin? Where did it begin? And uh, and just really where your interest from a nutrition coaching perspective is born from. Well, okay, I'll keep it quick. So basically, I've dieted my whole life, starting in high school. I remember drinking Slim Fasts on the way mm. to school, and then eating pretzels for lunch. It was more like just pretzels though. Maybe some cherry tomatoes mixed in. Um, So it was basically deprivation forever, not really dieting. And then going into college, playing basketball, um, still, you know, being athletic, but wasn't really feeling athletic or looking the part, I guess, in my own opinion. Um, And then obviously college comes with partying, um, if you're into that kind of thing. Once I stopped playing basketball though, um, I kind of figured it out. However, I was deep into an eating disorder um, for about two and a half, three years. So I was feeling really just unhealthy, unhappy, not seeing results, obviously, with an eating disorder that never happens. You just get sick. Um, and then one day I just woke up and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't I don't want to be unhealthy. So that's where bodybuilding kind of came into picture. Instagram had just come out, I think, um, when I was a junior in college. So I found my very first Fitstagram idol, I guess, is somebody, I don't know if you want to call it that. 
You're um, just making up terms, not no. Fitstagram is real. <laughs> is a it Fitstagram? Yeah. Fitstagram. Fitstagram so is a real just thing. Just the Instagram with fit people. Correct. Okay. Well, it's not. Nice. It's Instagram. Yeah. It's a fit model or a bodybuilder that's mm-hmm. right, but it's not a separate app. No. Right. Yeah. It's just you're just you're just mixing. It's a terms. new term. Okay. okay. Fine. I might have made it up. You tried it know. out just now. It didn't work. <laughs> I like was, fitfluencers better. Okay. It's, yeah. yeah. So I found one of those. I did my own research. Um, meanwhile, I was studying exercise science, but that's more like the exercise science. I mainly maybe took one or two classes in nutrition, so I didn't know a lot. Um, but bodybuilding came along, and honestly, that was the first time that I actually was no longer at war with food. I figured out how it could work for me um, in a performance way and an aesthetic way. Um, even though it wasn't quite the most healthy way to do it, it pulled me out of my eating disorder, which was obviously for the best. Um, and then since then, um, I think I've told you this, Jeff, but my first client ever was my mom and I helped her uh, lose over 70 pounds. Yeah, which um, is really cool. Just by you know sharing with her what I learned, um, going to the gym with her, showing her what I knew. Um, and then it kind of just took off from there. I mean, it took me a while to get to where I am now, but um, much happier and I'm trying to you know, preach what I know. I didn't go to school necessarily for nutrition, but it's always been there. It's always been in like my back pocket. It's something I've always been interested in. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. And tell me about like, uh, so the real crux point. So you've been, so you've been coaching and doing stuff with uh, friendship for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so tell me a little bit about like kind of just how, how we approach that subject and kind of how you were like, you know what? Hey, I'm interested in this. I want to do it. Well, it was where I was spending my, most of my time. Everything kind of came back to friendship. I was, I've been a member since 2015 and I remember one time I was going and my boyfriend at the time, he saw me eat like seven almonds and was like, that's what you're going to eat to go to CrossFit. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, no, absolutely not. Fuel. He was like, Couple this almonds. doesn't make any sense to me. Like he couldn't process it. He's like, you're going to pass out. And like, I almost did pass out that day. I think it was a skulls day or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, not advised. No. So <laughs> I learned so much from other members, from coaches and how happy people were when they do go to friendship and they see results. You just want to be a part of that. And like I said, it's just everything kind of comes back to friendship for me, especially, um, I hate to be cheesy, but it's like home almost, Mm -hmm. home away from home. Um, So if I can do what I am passionate about, teaching nutrition, teaching or coaching now, thrive and build um, and make money doing it and making friends and having fun, then that's it. Yeah. So. And boy, once COVID happens and we can maybe potentially even start thinking about sexy Rexy and dogs coming back in. Yeah. When we yes. left the facility and I looked at, uh, looked at Blitz the other day, I was just like, oh, this is devastating. All this dog wants to do is go back to the gym and be around people. Mm. So, all right, Andrew. Yeah. Yours is, it's such a journey. Um, tell me about your, is there a moment? Why did you become interested in nutrition? When I really think back on it, I think my moment wasn't the aha moment I I thought it was until way later when I reflected on it, but it does have, it resonates back to Powell when I ended up moving here from New Jersey. And uh, similar to Shelby, it was mainly more performance related. Um, had a great mentor and leader in the football program and Steve Hale at Olentangy. And um, he was the first to actually start to put the bug in our ear. And it was really little things, as you would imagine, like, you know, you guys should be eating protein after this, like have some chocolate milk, eat a good meal. Um, and, and that started my wheels turning and essentially you know, being that guy uh, as a lineman, trying to put on as much size as possible, um, going into the lunchroom and watching people purchase their school lunches and it would be like a pizza slice and a Gatorade. And I'm like, hey man, you know you get like two carbs with that and like another protein thing if you wanted to, right? Uh, So I was like helping people put their meals together but then also taking those things to eat if they did not want those. So I started to get into it then and start to see like what it did for performance, uh, aesthetics. And then I actually went into Ohio State undecided for a very small moment of time, but then went into international studies. And you guys have all heard this before. I was, you know, taking political science courses, Arabic classes. And that's why Omar and I talk all the time. <laughs> I know nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember anything. Not, not, um, we talk all the time, but not in, not in Arabic. Correct. Right. Um, 
And yeah, the pivot point was applied for an internship overseas, didn't get it. And I was like, I think I really needed that to help me advance. So I had this like mid college crisis moment. Um, and at the time I was taking just a general ed nutrition course, like nutrition 200. Um, and I loved it. I'm like, this is amazing. It's speaking to me. It's so easy to like want to learn more and pursue more. Um, and decided to just pursue that. And I found out that there was like, I didn't even, I don't even think I knew what a dietitian was at the time. And I'm just like, oh, you can like make this your profession and help people with nutrition. And yeah. you start to see like, oh, you can work for sports teams or a hospital or uh, like a wellness corporation or whatever it may be. Um, and that's where it kind of went off and running from there. Um, so I think at, at its roots, it's pretty, um, I, I guess, uh, innocent, you know, it's just having those, those moments where you're like, this helps me. And I could potentially help a lot of other people with this and then kind of ran with it from that point. And then from there you go into the hospital network, right? Mm -hmm. And so you sort of work on the sickness side of mm -hmm. things. Um, and so tell me about the transition maybe out of that and into more of the preventative side of things for you. Yeah. And, and that's really where the journey has come in. Cause I feel like I've been walking backwards through that almost. Um, and starting in the hospital setting, um, the transition for me was like intern to like running the neurology department with that stuff. Um, so like tube feedings, people on ventilators, people who can't physically eat. So we have to feed them through a tube, um, working ICUs and like dealing with very, very sick people, people so far gone that they almost like just had a life or death moment and they almost don't even want to hear about like what they should be eating or how much of it they should be. Uh, so that's really hard to deal with. And you've heard me say before that, like in a sense, I've been selling health to people for years, almost a decade now, or if not longer. Um, so then walking out of the hospital setting and coming back to New Jersey or excuse me, Ohio and doing more telehealth coaching where people were like, knocking on that door to the hospital, perhaps where their insurance company was like, Hey, these things aren't right. You need to talk to a dietitian or else we're going to drop you from insurance. Right. Uh, very interesting to deal with not only non in-person communication, but then also trying to convince someone who is like hearing from a random stranger that you need to be changing your lifestyle and trying to sell them that through the phone. Um, yeah. Like day one relationship, ugh. like, Hey, your insurance has this right. mandated meeting for you about nutrition totally because you have health issues. Right. Let's start making some change. You know, it's like, it's not so many people motivating. like, Hey, it's uh it's Andy calling from X. Uh, oh, son of a bitch. He's like, just Why mumbling up the phone. Yeah. And, and they, they know they have to like, they know how to game the system. If they like pick up the phone, but then they're like, Oh, I got to run for an appointment. Like they held their appointment. Yeah. Um, so there was that. And then seeing the, the spark in people from the wellness side of things, people who are actively pursuing a better version of themselves, understand building a hedge on that stuff and, and helping build that from the ground floor. Um, it has been truly like walking backwards to just fostering that growth and, and nurturing that and helping people see it from a completely different side of things. Um, you know, it's, it's, when you, when you're in school, you're like, I want to help those sick people. Right. And then you realize that, um, you know, there, it, there is a, a role for that. And some people really love that and stay in it their whole lives. Um, but it's just like anything, you know, you have to learn and experience a little bit until you find what your true passion is and what you're really good at. And I feel like I found that spot. Well, yeah. And I mean, I think the best way sometimes to, to help those, those people, not that specific person in that moment, but the best way to help globally, quote unquote, people, uh, in that position is to get ahead of it, right. Is to be preventative, to never let them get there in the first place essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and there's, there's this whole world of like money management where basically they would say like, okay, well we get all these 60 year olds that are come in and want to talk about retirement. It's like, yeah, we needed to start working on this when you were 30. Totally. Right. And so, um, you know, you, you don't want to sit there and be like, well, I can't help you, but it is sort of like, no, yeah, maybe I can't help you now. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's a, I think your journey is super interesting with that. Um, having kind of, like you said, backtrack from like the ultra sick to the, I'm almost sick. I'm on my path there to the, okay, like I'm, I'm joining a gym and I, I want to turn this around before I have to go to my insurance agency mm -hmm. or do telehealth or some of those things. And yeah. And it's even surprising where the, the dialogue has gone with some people who are in their early to mid late twenties. Um, and, and the way they explain their physician has talked to them about things. Some are amazing. And they're like, they're like, great, you're starting a gym. Like you have the ability to work on your nutrition. We can really 
you know, build a hedge on your advancement of hypertension or diabetes. Uh, and then there's others that come in and they're just like the mask is just pulled down over their eyes and they're like, you know, it's just a low dose of this though. So it's not really that big of a deal. I'm not really focused on getting rid of that. Um, and it it is nice to be able to work with them ahead of the schedule and prevent that from happening. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or even just even be able to give them the insight of saying, you know, let's not, let's not maybe minimize this. It it is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like this is something we want to work on. Um, so Shelby, uh, you're my favorite person to ask this question to. I'm going to ask this question to you. Um, and you don't actually have to give this as your answer. So if it's not your answer, don't give it. Um, but I want to know who is your you know favorite type of person to work with and, uh, and why do you love that? Okay, I'll give a general answer first okay. and then I'll narrow in. Um, so my, I thought about People. this pretty hard. Yeah, everybody. No, <laughs> yeah. Um, I like specifically, okay, females. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it, females. Um, but... I like the females who have tried everything. Um, all the diets under the sun, intermittent fasting, Adkins, uh, Whole30, Paleo, whatever it might be. I wanted to see how far you could go. I could probably keep going, yeah. but my brain hurts. Okay. Um, it's fine. <laughs> um, because I can relate with that the most, I think. So I've, like I said, started with Slim Fast and went, un, like I saw my mom dieting, so we did everything together and it just, nothing worked. So the people that have done everything and nothing's working, those are the people I like to talk to specifically females because a lot of it has to do with how different we are from males um how our hormones work and our um menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. am i allowed to say that you sure are yep absolutely um our periods (laughs) i'm looking at andy dead in the eye right now when i'm saying this (laughs) uncomfortable (laughs) yeah no this is this is great i like getting uncomfortable for Um, other people a lot of people think that women are just smaller versions of men and that's not the case um, at all. Um, We are completely different. We are designed to create human life. So we need to treat it differently than men. So um, I love helping women figure themselves out, understand their reproductive cycle, um, all that stuff under the sun because it can affect you losing weight, what you wanna do, lose body fat. It can affect you gaining muscle, can affect your workouts sleep, all that stuff. Yeah. And so do you find then, uh, in, in working on those things, do you find it as something where it's more beneficial to the woman to, um, just be able to have conversations about that? Or is it like actually something tactile that you're giving them in response to a hormone or an emotion or something nutritionally that's making a benefit there? Well, where I start usually is people or women don't connect the two. They don't connect weight loss with their cycle or their hormones. Um, so in our consultations, if you're a female, I'm going to ask you, what's your period like? Mm-hmm. Do you have one? And if the answer is, yep, it's regular, then I kind of move away from it a little bit because it's not an issue. If they're like, oh yeah, no, I don't get a period or it's super irregular or something, then I kind of dive a little bit deeper in because it is connected in some way. And I have helped a few people, a few women, you know, get their periods back or not feel as shitty. Sorry, am I allowed to cut? Yes, for okay, sure. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> okay, <here. great. laughs> not feel as shitty on their periods. America. So um, yeah, I think definitely the conversation just needs to happen. Um, a lot of women just don't understand their period or anything at all. Yeah, right. And I, I mean, I think it's super interesting. I think it's a, and again, this is so, you know, on the previous podcast, if you guys had listened to that, um, you know, we, we've basically talked about, you know, my goal for the nutrition team is to try to create well-rounded passions, right? So people who you guys love to work with and problems that you guys love to deal with and face. And I think that this is a, you know, unique problem that you enjoy working with, which is, um, you know, as you, as you kind of poke fun at Andy or, or other people, Mitchell or whoever else, like some of those conversations, if we put, you know, young Rye or Mitchell or something in a room that with a female and we have a 15 or 20 minute conversation about periods, um, that might make them relatively, you know, uncomfortable and, you know, but the, op- it's the opposite for you. It's like you, that's the conversation you want to have. That's the thing that's like you want to dive in deep with. So for people who maybe that is the seminal issue that has stopped them from being successful, uh, it's a really important conversation to have. So I think it's really, really cool. Um, do you, uh, this is just a random curious question. If you're doing like a biometric scan with somebody and we're talking about this would you make sure that they do it on the same day of their cycle every single time um 
Yes and no. Obviously it's hard with schedules and things like that. My number one rule is like, we're never doing a scan while you're on your period. Right. Because it affects it so much. Um, I had a client come in and after we did the scan, she's like, oh yeah, I'm on my period. I'm like, okay, we're gonna have to come back next week and do this right. over. And she was literally 2% lower the next week. Right. Um, her weight was pretty much the same, but her body fat was much lower. And like, it just it just affects it so much. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a, a great time to get any sort of measurement done or scan done when you're on your period. So, right. yeah. Or, or even potentially bad news or news that's not even accurate. Literally. Yeah. So, yeah. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's super interesting. Um, thank you for your answer. Um, you're welcome. Andrew, Mm -hmm. um, who is your, now you've worked with such a wide variety of people. Mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting. And so I do want to try to hammer you down to see if you can Mm -hmm. get it to one specific niche because you're, you're such a politician, you know, you just want to be the Switzerland. You, you, yeah, you want to try to get, bring me everyone. Yeah. Right. I Um, have open arms. I was called this week, very approachable, which made me happy. Sometimes. Um, Yeah. Sometimes you have been flow. Yeah. them to say, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'll take the good and the bad, the sweet and the sour. Um, So, you know, you know what you just said a moment ago about fostering coaches to be able to kind of work with the people that they like and and finding balance with that, like saying how Ryan Mitchell would be uncomfortable with that conversation, I think is an understatement. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I was thinking that I do do well with clients who typically come in with a lot of anchored beliefs or uh, have been feeling confident about what they've seen or heard or read about and have tried to implement. And, and it's always the case where they see success in a small window of time pursuing that thing and they hold on to that moment. Um, and for me, I think it's just like the educator in me and in my core to just walk them back to the basics, the fundamentals. Uh, I'm very objective. So we like, I like to pick those things apart and find the variables we can work on. So, so I guess if I had to summarize it into something, it's like people coming in wanting to do something a certain way and then me helping kind of flex the situation to be way more open to coaching. Um, you know, uh, the first thing I usually say is like, Hey, I know that you don't trust me right now and we have to build that trust. So I want you to try these things, prove me wrong first, and then we'll start to explore something else. Um, So I kind of like those more difficult cases where people come in with those uh, beliefs already and we can just relearn it. And a lot of the times is, you know, you wouldn't be walking through the door if you had it all figured out. So let me help you with that. Right. Yeah. And we had a really good conversation with uh, Emily and Kaylee. Sorry, my microphone sounds weird. So I'm just double checking. It looks like I sound good. I don't think I do though. Um, But we had this conversation just about, um, you know, how it's a relationship and the coaching relationship and the coaching aspect of this is, you know, the thing that does take time and trust and, you know, but for some reason, nutrition coaching in general is so synonymous with let's get you X by X. So let's get you to lose 10 by 10 weeks, right? Whatever it might be. Um, and so like people put terms and time limits and people put, um, these really, you know, measurements or things that just don't matter. Like in, in the real scheme of things, you know, we're talking about losing 10 pounds. What's, what's 10 pounds difference going to be right when the right way to say it might be, well, you know, I don't feel super confident in a bathing suit. Okay. That's something. So what we actually want to get you is confident in a bathing suit. Right. But they have to trust you and almost like develop this, this kinship with you as a coach to tell that to you. Now there are some people who are open books and they'll just blurt out whatever the hell they want to right out of the gate. But I would say the vast majority of people are not that way. And, um, you know, I think the, the interesting thing about our, the coaching crew that we've got is, um, you know, I think we've got very, uh, Andy, I think you're very direct. And I think if we were to counteract you with like an Emily, Emily's just very soft. Oh, she's and so like, soft. And she's Emily, you can just, yeah, Emily, you can just like, she would be one of those people where like, you could tell her like something you've never told anybody else before. Yeah. And she'd just be like, Oh, like, that's interesting. Thank that's you. Great. Like, tell Thank me you more. for sharing and super like warm and welcoming. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, and not that you're not that Andy, but I think it's just something, I think that that variety is really interesting. So I do think it's important for people to understand that, um, you know, that's what you're getting when you get a nutrition coach is you're, you're getting that 
person and um, the relationship that you're going to grow and develop with them takes time. And it is okay to just like any relationship to say like, um, you know, well, this is really vibing with me because I feel like I can open up to Shelby about my period. Right. Or this is really vibing with me because I feel like I can open up to Andy about, you know, my heart disease or my smoking or whatever else. Right. And like, I feel comfortable telling him that I did have cigarettes last week and I did lie to my wife about it. And I did, you know, and some of those things, cause that's what it's about. Right. Mm. Um, so I think it's a, you know, it's just an interesting conversation that I think we went on. Um, and I think it's interesting to hear your guys to kind of, uh, answers to that question, just because I think it furthers the conversation of this is who we like to work with. And this is where, when somebody is able to actually open up about those things for me, it like excites me like as a coach, cause I think it's important for people to understand that, um, that's, that's like, those are like breakthrough moments that can lead to a lot of happiness down the road. If we can get past that. I remember when I first came to you, like basically asking for a job, telling you I want to be a nutrition coach. We were sitting in your office and I just went crazy talking about periods and my own period and getting off birth control and your eyes were just wide and you were just like, ingesting all of the word vomit. Oh my gosh. It was intense, but he just took it like so well. Great coach. And great coach just totally absorbed it and was like, all right, like, yeah, I don't remember what you said, but you were like totally into it. Yeah. And that made me feel really good. I just remember that. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is the thing is it, Emily said it perfectly. Everybody's dealing with some shit, right? And everybody's got stuff that, um, really like really matters to them right specifically and I think you can you can minimize anything like you can sit there and be like you know you so let's take a common example is somebody who you perceive as a healthy weight right now and they come in and are like I want to lose 15 pounds and immediately you as a coach you want to be like you're already a really healthy like you, yeah. you, so you have sort of these preconceived notions about what you think they should look like or what way you think they should be. Um, and I think as a coach, one of the things that I've learned and grown over the years is there's zero productivity to you bringing that up at any point um, to knock what they just said is important down or to minimize what their thoughts and feelings are um, about what's important to them. So it's the same thing when you come to me with that. It's like, this is important to Shelby, right? And um, whether or not I know anything about it or, you know, in my head, my preconceived notions or my assumptions or whatever lead me to, you know, think whatever it's, this is important to her. So at the end of the day, if, if I want to help Shelby, then this is what needs to be important to me. Right. And like, I think that's the thing. So again, you just have to soak that stuff up and be thinking about, okay, it's my response to this is going to be extremely important. Right. Um, and so when they tell you something that maybe you're not anticipating or when this, you know, let's say, let's say you get like 115 pound female and they say they want to lose 15 pounds. Like you, okay, it's going to be really important how I, how I respond to that. Right. Um, because there's, there's some stuff that might be going on, um, that's causing her to feel that way. And we've got to figure out what that is. And I sort of have to like inception and mind judo her to understand that we can achieve that thing without getting outside of a healthy weight and, you know, getting her to look and feel confident, whatever it might be. Um, and so for me, those are the challenges provided by, coaching that I think really are sort of a thrill. Um, the hard part is, you know, there's a lot more failure than success. I feel like with some of those really challenging cases, like the more, um, awe striking, maybe somebody's thing that they tell you is that's important to them the more, you know, more sort of mental judo you need to. And so uh, Kaylee or Emily, somebody last uh, in, in, in theirs uh, is like, what was, what's, who do you like to work with? And it was just people who are open-minded, like open-minded <laughs> to change and people who are coming in the door with already sort of with that, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, op- I'm open-minded to telling you anything and working on anything and being what, well, you know, if, if I tell you I lose weight and you're like, nope, that's stupid. You shouldn't do it. Like, it's like, if that's, if I respond to you that way, they're just like, okay, I'm going to be open-minded minded to that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's super interesting, but, um, but you know, having been gifted many challenges, um, Shelby coming in talking about periods is not on my, my list of things. You always have to remember too. I married, I'm married too. 
you know uh-huh. who. Um, so she's you know me. who, like Voldemort. Yep. Um, uh, she's calling me in in the moment. I just had to hang up on her during the podcast. So and I, I think that's an important thing to consider about the team. I feel like we've done a good job getting a good spectrum of coaches to fit the bill for. A variety of people and and to this day when I'm having a new person walk in the door and I'm like yeah and if you're interested in you know receiving some nutrition coaching to really improve the trajectory of your first three months here we have an opportunity for that and they're like well like what would that nutrition coaching look like and you're like oh okay well um, and I think the best way to put it is you know I think we all have the capability to meet people where they are with that right. um, and that's kind of my go-to phrase with it because I think we're all pretty well well-versed to know that you can't force someone to do something if you're trying to dictate the the narrative or the plan or anything like that. Right. Uh, and, and most of the time, you can find some ancillary goal that they're working towards that we can put more of our focus in. And then that thing of like losing 10 pounds happens and right. as happenstance. Right. Um, so that's, that's the kind of cool part about it too. Um, and I think we all are pretty passionate about helping people find that as well. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like you're, you know, Michael Jordan never sat and you know t- told Phil Jackson, like, I don't think we should run this offense anymore. This is just like, no, Phil Jackson's the coach. He's going to run things. So what you do get or in that opportunity is you get the opportunity to start a relationship with a coach who's going to care about you and want to see you get better. Um, you know, and, and that's what you're going to get. And from there, whatever happens, happens, right? Um, whatever you need is what you're going to get basically. Totes. Um, so <laughs> don't, mm-hmm. uh, don't say that. Um, all right. Um, so, you guys can choose either or both yep. or Kaylee chose three. So she cheated. Kaylee, podcast or book as it mm. pertains to nutrition, preferably, but, um, but Kaylee chose atomic habits. So mm. yeah, it's okay. You're good. Go. Um, okay. So I have, she prefaced it. I have two okay. books mm-hmm. and I have a reason why. Okay. Mm. Okay. So my first book, I have it written down. I need to get my page Perfect. out. Love it. Um, but basically my first book is called hangry. Okay. Um, and it's all about balancing your hormones, okay. but with food. So it's nutrition, right? My second favorite book um, is be a period repair manual okay. by Dr. Lar. Bryden. It's my favorite book. I've read it four times. Um, I wish it was a textbook in all of high school because females and men need to know about this kind of stuff Um, and what birth control does to your body. Basically, I recommend it to everybody who ever asks me or ever becomes one of my clients who's a female. It's a great book. Easy read. You got to buy it. Vanessa right now has it, so I need that back. Nice. I love it. Shout out to Vanessa. Hopefully, she should be listening. She's Hopefully listening. Hopefully also reading the book. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Nothing worse than loaning a book out, not getting it Mm -hmm. back, and then having found out they haven't read it before. (laughs) Um, Nice. I like it. And that's a a good variety. So so Hangry is um, about emotional eating or about emotions? No. and eating no not about emotions at all it's about hormones Hormones, and how to balance them so that you can therefore lose the weight or be more comfortable get better sleep um a little bit about periods but mostly about just how eating and your hormones go together nice um is it pretty science heavy yes or okay um i forget the author's name i wish i had it with me probably easy to find yeah yeah, just as you would Mm h-a-n okay cool like Mm -hmm. i'm hangry yeah i like it yeah Yeah. that's Um, why you tried to get finstagram going is you like you like no. these play on words. That's, <laughs> yeah. your, that's your thing. Yeah. Um, no, that's great. Okay, cool, Andrew. Uh, this one's tough for me because I, again, very political. Uh, you know, I have a huge, like, raised eyebrow when it comes to a lot of different sources of nutrition because it's still such a very new science. I think a lot of the stuff that's out there it, it can be very anecdotal. So you have to be really careful about yeah. what you read. And, um, you know, everybody's got a little bit of an ax to grind. It seems like, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm kind of like, I look at it more as like, like that phrase where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, you know, there's going to be some truth to it, but let's kind of dig that down. Right. Um, but I find that the best resource is not really nutrition related. So Kaylee's kind of spot on with the atomic habits piece, because if you, you know, you can speak to 10 people and they'd be able to tell you like general healthful eating, like eat protein, watch the amount of carbs you have, um, you know, eat lean meats, watch your fat, exercise, things like that. It's the implementation that really starts to go awry. So I honestly like the obstacles the way, 
is a great one because there's so many examples of running into roadblocks, which like everyone with nutrition can say that they've had. And each different situation speaks to you differently and will help you view it differently. Um, So I'm much more of like the habit mindset identity focus change with that stuff. Um, but beyond that, uh, I still have my Bible from nutrition undergrad, which is Krauss's medical nutrition therapy. And I crack that bad boy open all the time. And it, you know, starts all the way from like the Krebs cycle on like what creates energy in the body. Uh, and that can be a helpful resource for people who are like, I don't eat carbs. Right. Like, please stop doing that. (laughs) Um, or like people are like, yeah, if I don't eat fat, like my body won't make fat. And it's like, no, your body will make fat with carb and with protein, even if you don't eat fat. So being able to use that as a resource, continue to like show that there's actually sound research and data to support that. Um, but then too, like it's all through the life cycle. So I was just talking to Carly like a couple of weeks ago, like how much protein James and Teddy needs right now. Um, and you know, referencing that. So that's, it's been cool to reference over time. And I've had it since like 2008 maybe. And they just keep reprinting it and like adding things to it, but it's essentially the same. Yeah. Um, so that was like the one, like when you finish college, you sell all your books and you try and like buy some stuff. Right. Uh, And it was like, Oh, I could resell this for like $195. And I'm like, "Eh, I'm just going to hold on to it. So, and yeah, have you continued to use it? Yeah. It's literally the only book that I kept, uh, really from any uh, college was black slot dictionary. And it's just like, nobody would ever think about it. But, um, but there's stuff in contracts all the time that is written and it and you're just like what does this mean and you have to look up the legal de- definition like half of law school is just looking up and legal like, definitions doesn't change. and it is they, they have different editions but I mean it's it's literally that thing I mean, it's a monster of a yeah. book um, but it's one of those things I mean even since I've you know left law school and, and done that I mean I, I look up legal definitions all the time um, and it just is one of those things that's it, it's interesting to see how those resources can keep coming back well I like that I mean I think it's one of those things to you know the I, I enjoy the aspect of both learning about nutrition I think I do think it's a life cycle and what's interesting I think to Shelby's point is um, she's sort of specifically focused in on a niche and if you think about her two choices she's reading about that niche in two specific two two different areas right and then you can read everything in and around that. So it's like if you think the tight circle, um, the the book about periods is like the it's the bullseye, right? Like that is the specific niche book, right? And then a book going out from that is the, hor- the hormones, right? Which is it, it's going to tie in. There's going to be correlations. Um, and then as you go out from that, it might be something about um, the menstrual cycle more generally. And then it might be, you know, and you can start mm-hmm. to think about I'm really going to dial in everything I can possibly know about this one specific area. Um, Show me. Thank you. Specialty. You're welcome. Thank you for filling that need. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> Something I'm disinterested in. Yeah. So I think that's the, those are the things that I think are, are really cool about having sort of a variety of people and interests and, you know, so. You should um, be interested in it. I am. You're convincing me. You should. <laughs> I just am yeah. not knowledgeable enough. So I'm going to defer to my better half on that. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and it's, it's so the the thing you find when you're studying, I think nutrition, just to Andy's point, is everybody's got their own system. And if you're trying to if you're trying to generalize in any capacity, you're going to miss whatever eighty percent of the population, right? So the keto is going to work for some people, and paleo is going to work for some people, and zone is going to work for some people, and macro is going to work for some people, and every one of those specific niches, it's like it'll work for some people and it won't work for some people. And so when you're reading books on those things, what's interesting with people with books or documentaries or whatever is they go so hardcore into I'm convinced I read the book and it's like well the book was meant to be influential if it wasn't influential it wouldn't be a very good book like there's not a book where it's like so that's my conclusion but you know I don't know if I really believe in it and I don't actually eat this way so the the running joke in nutrition is like they'll come to a moderate conclusion and this next sentence will be but further research is needed in this category right so it's just such an infinite chase and I just became so callous to it when like I read one, like you could read a book by Rob Wolf and then you can read uh, another book uh, from the author of the China study that completely refutes everything he said. They're like complete opposite ends of the spectrum, but they're so diehard in their camps. And that's the problem because people are reading either or and they're both so absolute. And I just don't agree with that at all. Um, So, you know, 
It is. I mean, it's, it's what, literally like politics and religion. I mean, nutrition for some people totally gets that like emotional, mm-hmm. gets that serious when you start. Like if you listen to Rob Wolf's podcast, it, it sounds like it's a political podcast. Like mm-hmm. it is something where it's like he's so like it's like James Fitzgerald's a little bit that way. They're Sometimes. so hardcore mm-hmm. that you're just like well and it speaks yeah. to their passion and it speaks to yeah, uh, right. I think they're their firm belief the like problems. in a way I bet people can you know say like when they hear me talk about friendship and our training philosophy and our nutrition like they're probably like dude he's like really political he might be off the ledge a little bit yeah. Um, but yeah and it totally speaks to that um, but you know, you can cut through some of it. I, I think, A, if you ever read anything absolute, like that's your biggest flag. It's right. like, just walk the other direction or start looking elsewhere. But, um, and you know, I shared this with the nutrition team. There's just so much evidence out there that there's no one way. It's like, what's going to be the thing that will help humans be consistent. Right. Um, so you just got to find that right thing. Right. It's a different hat for everyone. Like you said, keto, right. paleo zone. Yep. We just got to comes down to how, how well you can stick with it. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, wrapping up. Uh, what is the one thing that you think separates somebody who is successful when they start working with a nutrition coach versus somebody who is not successful? Um, I guess my thing is if you can make a mistake, okay, screw up, eat a whole box of Oreos, mm. right? Or whatever your go-to Yeah, is. Oreos come in a bag with a plastic container. Yeah. Please, uh-huh. When is yeah, the last time you ate Oreos from a box with a plastic tray? Right. I Oreos from a box. Had an Oreo in a while, but yeah. I used to. Strange. A whole, a whole tray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be Back perfect. That would be the right yeah. term. Yep. Container. Okay. Sorry. Eat the whole, all the Oreos in the world. Right. <laughs> Realize that you did that. Accept that you did that, and then forgive yourself and move on. Mm. If everybody I talked to could do that, move on, and then you know whatever your next meal is, make it how uh, your meal plan or whatever, get back on track there would be more success mm. stories. Forgiveness yeah. of forgiveness, self-forgiveness. Literally, yes. And yeah. that I had to do that a lot with myself. Yeah. Especially with my eating disorder, I would fall off all the time. Failure, mm. failure, whatever. Forgiving myself the next day, moving on. You know, I didn't, just because you screw up on Friday doesn't mean your entire weekend is screwed up. Right. I know a lot of people talk about that, especially on the weekends, but like, it's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, you know, like I said, failure all the time. Yep. But just move on. You would love working with me. Nobody fails like I fail. And I just take, takes it totally easy on themselves. Well, it's because you operate in extremes. Yeah, you're either completely dialed issue. in or you just fall off and you're like, cheese block, Oreo cheese bag. Block. <laughs> I love cheese blocks. Yeah. Kitty told us about the cheese block. Yeah, Kitty was just upstairs talking about cheese blocks. She, you guys should she really, outed you. But you she said really it's so cute. About my, uh, She's, I've seen them eat so many whole cheese blocks before. And then before. she held up yeah. a big cube yeah. hand. Yeah, you wouldn't believe. Like, oh. You should ask her about how many Oreos I ate every day from when I would come home from school. Every single day. Wow. Post school Oreos. Yeah, something about it, and I'm I, I'm talking like a like a carton and a half every single day. Wow, yeah. Um, and so look at, and look at you now. Look at me now, right? <laughs> so I'll eat like 26 really good meals a week and two really bad ones, mm-hmm. and hey, I just good. totally let myself off the hook. I don't even care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So that's a that's you a, have great like self forgiveness. Great self forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. as long as you're not getting sick. Yeah. Like to the eating yourself sick. I mean, sometimes okay. uh, that definitely yeah. happens with me too. Yeah. I think oh, wow. when you're like, my face will you, start to tingle when I have too much sugar and it's like, I've okay, I've had too much. So, mm. um, stroke symptom. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah. more your domain. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I mean, definitely not good, but you know, it's, it is it, I it mean, is. I don't think it's a good cheat meal unless you're kind of sick at the end of it. Yeah. I don't it's know. like, you like, you like know, kind of like I'm food coma. Yeah. Can't I, really I can't move. be on board with that. I know. Yeah. It's, you know, as I get older, I get better, but I actually, so for me, what I like, I, I do sort of operate in that camp where like, I have a really hard time if I go out to a dinner and let's say you go to like a, like a steakhouse or somewhere that's kind of nice or something like that. Um, I used to always like ruin it with like some cheesecake at the end. Cause I'll get like, you know, I'll get Caesar salad and I'll get like a, you know, whatever some like, a you know, the, the table will get vegetables and Brussels sprouts. It's horrible. <laughs> exotic uh, food. Yeah. Right. These exotic <laughs> foods. Um, and I'll stick mostly, to, mostly to meat, maybe, maybe some potatoes depending on if I worked out that day. Um, but then it's like, okay, well, let's get a cheesecake. And then oh, you're not going to finish that cheesecake. Oh, well, it's why don't you just go and you guys just give the whole cheesecake over to me. Um, and then you have that, but like, it's kind of unsatisfying because the cheesecake that comes at a restaurant is really not enough to like give me like I oh, need yeah. like Maybe a sickness I need like yeah exactly exactly you need like the cheesecake factory platter like I need a sampler yeah sampler. yeah and when Maria and I first started dating we'd go out to dinner it would really freak her out that I would come home from dinner and eat right away like yeah. I would come home from dinner and the Andre first thing I would do when I get friends. home is open the fridge yeah um, that you have to be wise when you go out to a restaurant right you're either going 
to a place to enjoy the food quality and you're going to eat like a normal human. Right. Or you're going because you're about to like go straight full send. Right. That's fair. That's why I try to like go to like, I want to go to a place where you can full send on, you know, a normal budget. So like, I want to go to like a, like Italian places or something like that is is great um, where you can get family style Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, we love like Condados because it's super easy to just Mm -hmm. continue ordering tacos ad nauseum until I feel like, okay, I've had enough. Yeah. Cause they come out quick. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's not super I amazing. Mean, having the difference the between thing. five or six tacos at walk out the is door not that big of a deal. And you forgive yourself. And then, yeah, as long right. as there's Just forgiveness it, at the end. Right. Leave it where it was. And then right. a healthy meal next. Right back on the plan right afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I never, I never do two meals back to back. I will never be mad at you as a client if you tell me you screwed up and then, but then got right back on track. Right. People, like, um, cool. unless it's like, uh, unless it's like A, B, A, B, well, A, B, yes. like it has over to be like and maybe over. once every other week. So you'd be so proud of me. I had 36 cheat meals this week, but I also had 36 healthy meals. There was so many by salads. salads. I forgave myself every single time. <laughs> Don't twist my answer. Uh, yeah. I, no, if I like people it. who Thank work with me have heard me say this before. A mistake made once is a mistake. A mistake made twice is a decision. Right. And that's a good mm-hmm. kind of rule to live by with that stuff. So I like it. All right. And yeah. successful from not successful. Mm. I, uh, I just have to go with like, you have to be ready. Like you have to be walking in ready to put in the work. It's just like walking into the gym. It's just a different domain. So you come in, you commit to this type of fitness. You got to come three to five days a week, whatever your choice is, the plan that we decide on. I think sometimes people come in and they feel like they're just going to be told what to do. Um, If they just follow it, it'll all work out, which we know how that goes. Or um, they're just not ready to take it on. So with that, I think comes um, just a growth mindset, being open to coaching, um, being ready to like leave that previous toxic version of themselves behind, uh, which is super hard. Like, people are when they're comfortable they don't like change and if they are coming in and they like are finding out that like they're one meal a day and they're a couple beers a night and like their social life on the weekend and and that's where the directness comes in i'm like listen this is not going to get you to the goals you're telling me you want they are incongruent your actions are incongruent with this goal right um and i've said that i'm like you have to be prepared to leave this old version of yourself behind because this is a new version of you um, or change your goals. True. Which, yeah. I mean, we would obviously just, prefer not to, but yeah. And there's been, I think a handful of times where maybe goals were too, like way too unrealistic for like, I always say like, what's the lifestyle risk reward that right. we're willing to put right. out. Um, and you know, I'll help people kind of come to a conclusion on that, but yeah, you really, I think have to be ready to step through a new door and just take on new habits, new systems, a new version of yourself, believe in that version not just liking the idea of that version, but want to be that version. Um, and then you really start to see some things click and everyone's on a different timeline with that. Like I'd been coaching someone for a year more recently and it just happened over COVID. And that person had said it was because of the mindset group that we ran and like being introduced to those books and identity change and obstacles and all that stuff. So, um, that, that for me is like the differentiator there. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, my answer, I didn't answer in the last podcast, but I think my answer is probably somewhere in the boat of um, something between what you had just said, open-mindedness, willingness to change. Um, You know, but I would probably peg it just a little bit more as you want to know just because you for yourself want to be better. Like, and, and I think that's really what it comes down to. Like, and I I think that's, that's the big thing, whether it's gym, exercise, nutrition, anything else. It's like, I just, I just wish, or I think that, um, or I hope that most people on a long enough timeline are in our culture, in our atmosphere, um, understand that, you know, we want to create an environment where you want to engage with things that are, we know are going to make you feel better. They're going to make you happier. That are going to make you um, proud, you know, of, of who you are and, and uh, what you're capable of and all those other things. Um, and just having that desire to want to seek out, more information on those things. Um, it doesn't always have to be actually, you know, tangibly, I'm going to sit down and work with a nutrition coach or I'm gonna do personal training or I'm going to do whatever. It could just be something like, I'm just going to be open-minded enough to listen to this podcast that a coach sends me or to listen or to, um, you know, ask a question. You know, I just, I'm kind of curious about this and I feel like I should know the answer to this because I'm a human adult and I don't know what protein is. Right. And like, 
maybe I'm just going to ask why we need protein. Mm -hmm. And then the coaches, if you ask Andy, he's going to give you some super long answer. You're going to start like glazing over. Right. But it's one of those (laughs) things where it's like, but we should just have, I just wish we had that healthy curiosity just because we wanted that for ourselves. We want ourselves to be able to achieve more and be better. So, um, so that's that sort of healthy, youthful, um, you know, enjoyment to work on ourselves, I think is something that um, you guys have probably seen. And I know just in looking at who is successful in the nutrition program, that that's something that's almost universally shared by the people who are um, really successful in there is they all, they all are just totally willing to say, yeah, I just want to be better. I just want to learn. I just want to, I just want to walk down this journey because I, I think that it will, I'll be better on the other side of it. Um, and then the people who aren't, they just never, never really buy all the way in, you know, they're, they're just never, they're like, yeah, like, I don't know, like the, the gym does a podcast, never listen to it. Right. They host workouts all day. I wasn't super consistent. The nutrition coach was telling me to eat X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I don't really know. Like I, I like happier, you know, and they just never really like, you know, they never really like soaked themselves into that like I want to do this because I want it for me you know I want to I want to be that better version so I think that's sort of mine yeah there, it is cool to see people come in and like use phrasing like I, I want to see what this optimal version of myself could be like right. knowing that there's stones unturned still that they haven't explored so that's really exciting to work with because I think that is that healthy curiosity that you're talking about and um, it it is very rewarding and it gives you hope for the people out there um, when people do come in and say those things and they're willing to put in that effort. Um, so it, they're, they're, they are out there, right? is what I'll say. Right. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. We didn't do bad. We were like 49 minutes. So um, yeah. So right on it. And uh, until next guys, time, until next time, I was going to say, we've uh, the only thing that we found from these is that we need to do, do more of these sit down. So, so next are uh, me, Mitchell and Rye, right? Yes. Oh, let's, 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 uh, so there, I don't know if they're going to listen to this, but let's just, uh, let's just sabotage them. Let's say we're going to talk about what's like a topic you enjoy. Let's talk about like workout shoes or let's have them come on. We're going to talk about something. We're going to talk about something that, that, that each of workout them playlist into. Yeah. Playlist. Yeah. Playlist. And then you have a questionnaire of things related to the menstrual just, cycle and women's hormones. Bring it on and it's, what do you know about? Yeah. And it's yeah. a right question now. to each of them. Like, yeah. How many days a month do your period last, Mitchell? Uh, um, nine? Yeah. yeah just Mitchell. bring it on him and we're just going to have a bunch of dead air. Oh my and a bunch of, what is this? What is happening right now? We'd, just, have to rec- we'd also have to video it. Too. Yeah, right. For we sure. Have to. Yeah. yeah. It might be just be totally sabotaged. Right. Explain <laughs> a period <laughs> in three words. Oh, God. It'd be so good. I love it. All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Let's Thank have you, a good Jeffrey. Day. Thank yep. you.